Hi everyone, how you all doing? I'm good. Hey Alex, what's up? Hey Sam, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Elaine, I can just see you dropping in there. How are you? Hey Alex, I'm literally in from a day of tanning. <laughs> it's been the best day ever. How's day 1162 of lockdown? <laughs> where you're in a kind of Netflix show and actually no this is this is reality there's so much happening we're so hyper normalized right now like it'll hit us in, in years to come when we're like when I have gray hair and you know I become, become <laughs> actually 2020 was such a mad year you know I think to get through the day and be okay is, is yeah good enough um, and yeah. I think that's where it's been a massive opportunity is um pursuing those things you wouldn't have done before but also especially I guess obviously for Alex Dearn and I uh, I'm in college and they're just out of college. Um, it's almost like we've gained time that we wouldn't have had already because everything else in society has also been stalled with that gap in time. It could be a polar opposite depending how you approach it. Um, yeah. Like, you know, if you're optimistic about the opportunities that it presents or if you kind of feel a bit down about what you can't do more than what you can do. And I think that difference of, uh, of attitude towards it is is the main is the most important thing i think yeah definitely mm. i don't think i've got that extra time um every <laughs> like i think definitely for uh, sam and alex when i found out i wasn't going to australia i was like oh my god i quit my job i need to find a new job and luckily i'm so blessed i got a job within like a couple of days of applying and i think i got the job on thursday and i moved into my new place in dublin by saturday <laughs> and i just haven't stopped since which has been great um but it's it's just for me i feel like i haven't got a second in this pandemic in terms of the bar like the bar of, of what we're kind of expected to, to do with ourselves now has been lowered significantly um which gives people a real like this is almost a blessing in the sense that it, it gives us an opportunity to sit back and just invest in ourselves people have the time and the resources now to just think about themselves think about what they want and you know they have the time You just heard Alex there talking about using the time during lockdown and afterwards to invest in his career, in the future for his work and what he wants to do. He's supposed to be in Australia, but he's here panicking over how to use this time. He needs advice. He needs help. Who better to give it than the two experts that I'm sitting here with now? We have workplace consultant and qualified executive coach who is also the MD of Futureneers, Kira Kelly. Thanks for joining us, Kira. Hey, Tara. We also have Morgan Cummins, who is recruitment consultant and highly specialized career coach. And he is the CEO, although he calls himself the CHO. We'll explain that one in a minute of Talent Hub Coaching. Morgan Cummins, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure, Tara. <laughs> CHO. Chief Happiness Officer. Like it. Yes. And we are going to get to that. As, in some ways, that may sound cheesy, but actually it does reflect a brand new way of recruiting, which we're going to get to, and it's very important. When people are sitting in an interview, and let's say there's a, I mean, we, as we know, a lot of people lost their jobs during the, that time um, and are trying to get back into the workplace. Our four primarily, but also the other millennials listening, are sitting in an interview. They're asked, and will they be asked, what did you do? during lockdown what did you do during covid what is the ideal answer that they want to hear what could they still be doing now they're still they've got the rest of the summer so taking it back to alex's point because i think he absolutely nailed it when he talked about my god we have this time 
And I'm sure it's going to be in the lexicon. It's going to be a question. So tell us about your COVID story and especially from a personal development story. So if unfortunately you have watched too much Netflix and you go blank when you're asked that in an interview situation, that's not a good thing. Instead, if you can go, well, especially actually, if you're saying Netflix and chill. Yeah. But instead, <laughs> if, if you can say that, well, actually, I always wanted to be curious about coding. So I went and did, did that or I jumped on to um, LinkedIn learning and I, I, I learned about resilience and, and being more empathetic to, to people. Come on, that's just going to sound way more, more interesting and back to just one of the key yeah. things. About that's when so impressive that I'm embarrassed about my Netflix and chill joke. Like that is really <laughs> no, right. But great interviewing is all, all about storytelling. So if you've got a great story from your COVID experience and guys, that can start today. It doesn't don't be hard on yourself if you if you have watched all that Netflix because you know what being kind to yourself now is important. Kira, your official title I didn't give it there, so mm. I kind of fudged it a bit and I shortened it to my own to serve the purposes of this podcast. <laughs> but really, you are a multi generational workplace consultant and qualified Gallup Strengths and Executive Coach. You've over twenty four years experience in marketing strategy and business development, leadership and team coaching and development. What do you do? Well, my passion lies in developing people and de developing younger talent. So there's two areas that Futureneers works on and we help leaders, managers and their teams to do their best work and thrive, to, to work better together, harder together and happier. So you'll be glad to hear that, uh, Morgan. <laughs> Chief happiness officer yeah, is very exactly. happy with this news. <laughs> Morgan, your background is actually very interesting and kind of similar in ways. And I think Darren being now launched into the world, her career, she's launched her career and Elaine is into hers. You're going to have lots of advice for them and our five key pointers that we're going to get to in a while essentially most recruitment agencies are servicing a client and they're listening to what the client needs and basically that's great because the client might want something but what we decided in talent Hub three years ago was to really focus on what our candidates wanted so imagine if you could put the candidate in the center yeah. of of yeah. what they want and then come back to the candidate so it took longer to build that up but once then we could find that we were going to our clients with really engaged talent who knew what they wanted to do because of the deep dive that we did. They used they would they would take these jobs and absolutely knock it out of the park. Do you know what, Morgan? That is actually the perfect way for us to start into our first of our five points because how do you work out what you want to do? Kira, um, tell us a little bit more about the first area that you think people need to focus on when you're looking at your career, especially at the moment. Well, what, one of the first steps that I always do with, with my clients and when I'm looking at uh, working with, with teams is really to focus on um, your well-being. So moving from, particularly we've come out of COVID now, but moving from striving to thriving. So that well-being, it's, it's it's so important it's so important to actually and in what way is it like can you break it down or is it yeah. just overall so 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 i work with gallup and and gallup have done a phenomenal piece of research with over 150 uh, countries giving us a lens through which we can see what well-being stands for yeah. and there's five key elements that are, that emerged the first one is career Great. so loving what you do is yeah. exactly what you just said yeah. Tara. physical well-being was the second one but that that actually covers all physical but emotional what it, how is how are we actually nurturing ourselves so what's our vi vibrancy when we consider our physical and our health and our well-being and the third piece is social so how mm. what what are the quality of our relationships how are we getting on and how are we connecting with people connection is so crucial in this time and f uh, the fourth piece is community giving back how are we energized by our community what inspires us and how do we actually get get involved in our community and finally then it's the finance piece which is security in our finances 
that's number one, our first of five. Moving on to the second point, um, Morgan, tell us about, you know, when you're developing people and their attitude from coming in. As you said, you listen to the client. So when you listen, how do you help them then? Yeah, so I, I think it's really important, and especially now listening to the guys there as well. The one thing we get to choose today is our attitude. And no one else gets to decide whether you wake up in a good attitude or in a bad attitude. Because if you think about that attitude that you take through the day, and if you're like Alex or the guys looking for that next thing, and then you go into an interview process, you go looking for that job, that attitude is what is actually hired in the end. You know, more and more now companies are hiring for attitude first, or what I say, values, really good values, and then skills and abilities. So working on the attitude is actually the most important step. And how do you do it? Well, one of the one of the key trends that's really come out of COVID and it's something that we're big on in Toronto is spotting that growth mindset. And look, growth mindset, people can go, what is that? Yeah. Well, you can look at a fixed mindset, which is in a lot of ways the way that we were brought up through our schooling system, unfortunately, in Ireland, that if you didn't have the abilities as a, as a sports person or as a writer or, or as a speaker, well, you were kind of put to the end of the class. But it's been proven now that through hard work and perseverance that you can develop talents, skills and abilities, but you've got to be prepared to take those knocks. Yeah. And if and just to give you an example, Tara, we've hired over 10 people during COVID. And the key unique thing between all those people was that when they got a setback, when interview got moved, when there was, you know, a, a task to be done with 24 hour notice, they embraced it and actually went for it. And our clients could see it. And that's why they got that job. So if you you can just remember to take away that you control your attitude and then remember to take a good attitude into your career search or in if you are in a job to develop in your career, you take that good attitude. That is what's going to get. Okay, Morgan, I hope you don't mind me telling tales out of school, but I am going to. (laughs) You get up crazy early. You have an amazingly disciplined routine. From what I've known and what I've seen of you professionally, you are you're very calm. I think people can hear this as well, Kira. Um, with four kids, I imagine you are probably also up very early doing very similar things. So I'm telling them both of you now. <laughs> and you steal time for yourselves to get yourself. So you, you don't breeze in easily um, looking like the, you're probably like the swans. So you're gliding in in life and the legs are going 90 to the dozen underneath. But the reason I'm bringing that up is you take that time to help your mind get into that growth mindset. And the, is this the type of thing that you mean to take time in the morning and um, to settle into the world, settle into your day, visualize, meditate? I, you know, I know I'm actually pausing yeah. before I tell all of your secrets, mm-hmm. but how do you get the growth mindset? How do you get even the positive attitude? Can you both share with me what you do? Yeah, so I think Alex called it really well. And can I say, like the guys listening to, to the full audio of the guys, just their awareness of where things are up to and their gratefulness to their situation. And for me, he nailed it when he talked about time now. So to build a habit, it, it you need extra time. So they talk about time. And I, I just like to recommend to the listeners that even if they could eke out 30 minutes and maybe build on that 30 minutes to an hour a day. So for me, yeah, I, I'm an early riser. Five o'clock is when I just wake with, with the sun. That's not for everyone. So say if you are someone that usually gets up at seven and now you don't have a commute to do. So that's already an hour gained. Imagine if you got up at 6.30 
And then you went downstairs and you started your day really well. That could be a 10 minute yoga session. It could be 10 minute meditation. But every day I meditate, every day I do my yoga. It's a perfect day. Kira, how <laughs> do you get up at five? <laughs> not Are you in the 5 a.m. club? Is not, there's not a great quite point. the 5 a.m. And, and do you know what I found in COVID? I've actually got more time now and I've actually really prioritized it because yeah. I love what you're saying, um, Morgan, because, yeah, it's, it's so important. As Sam and Alice highlighted, we have loads of time, but sometimes we don't know what to focus on. Yes, you can hear and that, that in Sam at yeah. one stage. He, he points that out and he's... We've got it's almost like he's saying bonus time, and that's why this is great that you guys are here to help us make the most of it in a realistic way. Like you said, Morgan, if you don't have a commute at the moment, that's using your time. You don't have to get up at five, Kira. It's focusing on what energizes you because I think that's where the fear the fear is oh, God, I have to do, I have to do yes. what everybody else Banana is saying. Bread. Have yeah. to make Banana bread, exactly. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's about actually getting clear on what you want, mm-hmm. what energizes you, what actually gets you in full flow. So, what works for me is I get up and I go and go for a cycle or I go for a walk with a dog. But I, I, that's where I get my mind clear and I get I, I really kind of think about what I'm what I'm getting into the day. And I talk about it with my clients always. It's like bookend that day. You probably do the same. Morgan. Mm, Journaling. It's, yeah. Love so oh, so then come back and mm. I'm also then being very present in the moment going, OK, so what do I want from today? It's getting into the driving seat. Yes. Okay. So getting, so actually, I sometimes with some of my clients say, well, so where are you? Are you in the passenger seat or in the back seat? <laughs> or sometimes are you in the boot? <laughs> we actually have that ish- issue when, it, particularly in COVID, because uh, we, I talk about the four F's. And no, they're <laughs> let's really? be clear. Well, yeah, I've yeah. had a few days with those. Um, yeah, exactly. So it's not what you're Home thinking. Homeschooling and working from home. I've had a lot of 4F days. Yeah, yeah exactly. But well, the 4Fs that I find were really interesting is, is that fight. So F for, for the first one is fight, fight, okay. flight, okay, and freeze. So that, you know, can you imagine? So bring, give me those again. Fight yeah. or flight and freeze. So remember, bring us back to March when we were actually in that fight or flight mode and we were in fro- we were frozen we were actually probably and I'll be honest I think I was a bit like that in the first couple of weeks I was in fr- a freeze mode okay so I was I, I don't think I was even in the passenger seat so the fourth F is focus wow okay so focus on what matters most here what energizes you so for me it was very much I had to repurpose my whole business I love your saying about getting in the driving seat and yeah. putting the focus on because the key thing for me is when people come to us looking for jobs, the normal is, you know, 99% of people that come to us are just looking for a job that's advertised. And nowadays people are worried, oh, is there jobs? Is there? And there absolutely is. I wanted to share today, like we have clients in the online learning space, in the pharma space, um, e-commerce they're all hiring and actually they're really hiring right now of course they are sure online shopping is bigger than ever it's booming tara so i think the the message i'd like to get is that they're hiring but more importantly something kira said you need to get clear on what you want to do Mm -hmm. and this is what i call beyond the extra mile job Mm -hmm. searching this is where you're sitting down and hopefully working with a good recruitment consultant, but you could find an accountability partner to do it as well. And you're mapping out maybe 10 to 15 to 20 companies that really tick your boxes, that really come back to what speaks to you. And then all of a sudden, you're going beyond what I said is just applying for jobs. You're actually eking out yeah. what, what's opportunities Morgan, for do, you. Is that your, do you have a great line? Am I attributing this to you properly? And I'm probably going to butcher it on you, so be ready. Uh, success lies beyond the extra mile. Absolutely, Tara. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so on our three points, so starting off, we had nurture your well-being. Then we had your growth mindset and positive attitude. Number three then is get in the driving seat and get curious. Okay, how? 
as I said earlier, in a lot of cases, when you're going to look for that job, all you're doing is going on to LinkedIn and you're looking at open jobs that come up. So say, for example, you want to get curious. I would work with candidates and, and my clients to say, what are the top three or four industries that you're interested in? And industries? All, industries. Wow, we have to big, start broad. Great. We have to start broad. Okay, and good. I always say to, to, to the people I work with, think about things you're passionate about first. Mm. Like, look, look at Kira and I, we're in businesses that are in industries that we absolutely mm-hmm. love. Yeah. So once you can identify three to four industries and then do proper Google research, you could easily get 10 companies within those categories that actually are interested to you. So, so then if we fast forward that, and then you're targeting to work in those companies, you're following them on LinkedIn, you're keeping, you've set up your Google alerts, you're seeing what's going on, you're checking through your network to see if you know anyone in those companies. When an opportunity comes up, even to meet for a coffee, you're going to be way more engaged and focused on that opportunity. And going back to the attitude, the, the key commonality between the people we hired through, through COVID is their good attitude. So you can imagine... On the one hand, applying for a job that you know little about, how engaged are you going to be versus a job that and a company that you've spent time researching? Tara, that can take longer. Yes. But in my opinion, would do you want to work in a job that you kind of like or do you really want to work in a job that and you And how love? are you going to thrive in a job that you don't really like? You're, you're, how are you going to stand out? How can, You can't fake passion. I have countless examples, including myself, where people have actually lower down their salary expectations and taken pay cuts but then because they're they find the jobs that they really like incrementally they get quicker they they get much better because they're way more engaged and they get way more passionate so they get promoted and, and they, they they just i love that you say you're the example you're no, a living like example for yourself in that mm. and kira you'd say the same absolutely and i and i and i really want to touch on as well that we're talking about um graduates like alex that has just come out and they're looking for interviews and and, and jobs and he's very lucky he has has a graduate placement there but there's also sam who's in third year do you remember we said yes. and, and he's third year and he's saying oh he's lucky yeah. he's got more time and the fourth years are really yes, struggling great. yeah so, so what guys what advice do you have there for graduates listening to make use of the time that they have be it this summer he was supposed to be J1ing yeah um, and heading off with his girlfriend after not seeing her throughout the whole of lockdown um, so what advice do you have at their age and stage to get out well, well, and also maybe for their parents who are listening to so I work with with um, this students so fourth year students third or fourth year students and it's all about as, as Morgan said it's, it's getting curious but, but for curious about who you are what you stand for your values and your strengths because to be honest I coach with so many uh, great students and they feel like well I don't know what my offering is I yeah. don't know what my and how can they is. find that out well, well for what we do with futureers we use Cl- Clifton Strengths so we use the Gallup, Gallup assessment but that's that's like a them. personality test it's a, it's a personality it's a, it's a psychological uh, um, assessment and it helps with just defining help, giving you guidance about what you actually are great at okay you know, we so how do they that. find that do they go to a, a coach who then is, is trained in that and then they do an assessment with the yeah. coach or you can't just go online download it well you can't you, no you can you can go to Gallup or you can go to, to futureneers.com and just reach out to us and we can help you and what we do with futureneers is we work with universities so we will help the, the lecturer and the, and the students to really get to know each other better oh so God, that they actually like get ready super for, career yeah. guidance yeah. where was this when we were in school <laughs> and college and Morgan um, do you see then when you get the students let's say if they have done that benefit um, or that work let's say you have dear 
here and I know that she's a social worker that's not your area let's say but look she's just launching her career when somebody comes into you and says I've done some of the work that Kira's spoken about already they say they've they know their strengths they know their offering but they're thinking I'm just a little you know I'm just a graduate Mm. and I don't know where to go from here what do you say to them? So I know it's been a dirty word in the industry and especially since that last recession we spoke about, but internships is the mm, absolute absolutely. key to this. And just a little segue, I was down, I saw my mum at the weekend for the first time since lockdown and she was telling me a lovely story about, about her dad who always wanted to work in motor mo- the motoring industry. So he left school really early, went to work in a garage in Clonmel and wasn't paid. That was the deal. He had to serve his apprenticeship. So that was that was 90 years ago, guys. So this thing about internship has always been happening. That I, was 90 years 90 ago. 90 years ago. And do they and use the word internship no, or do they call it apprenticeship? Apprenticeship yes. or working for yes. free. Yeah. Now, I know it's a, dir- a dirty word, mm. but I really want to stress the amount of people I work with now as hiring managers, managers, directors who took on those internships in the last recession and embraced them. Back to the growth mindset. Uh, embrace yeah, them. Great. So my advice is if you need to get work on your CV... That, that's where you go looking. Morgan, so to get those graduates, they come in, the Darren's of this world, even though she works in social work, it's not your industry area, but as a graduate, um, she's just started her first career, her first job. Um, what is the advice that you would say would have said to her getting her CV ready for this? She thinks she's only slow down, let's say in the, the big chain of the world. Um, what advice do you have? Your CV has eight and a half seconds to make an impression with the hiring manager that's reading it. So the first thing you have to get across is achievements and any achievements. And I understand Mm. a lot of these guys mightn't have had much work, but they've probably worked through college, maybe even through school. And in those processes, just I get people to think, what did you deliver? What did you achieve? Or it could have been things like in, in the scouts. It could have been your volunteering. That's the points of difference we're looking Does for. Does it matter what summer job you may have had? I know they were supposed to have J1 this summer, um, but for other summers, does it matter? Or is it just to Abs- show a bit of responsibility? Absolutely not. Some of the best hires we make, and we specialize in digital e-commerce and marketing, is people who've worked with with customers. So people who've taken summer jobs in places like Dunn's and Super Value, we find that people that know the customer and then when they go into marketing roles, digital roles, they have a better understanding than people who have never actually interacted with that customer on the shop floor. Okay. Our final point of today, what do millennials want? And I and some people are probably screaming that, what do they want? If you've seen half the videos out there, but it's not as complicated as all that, is it? What do they want? No, and I, I to be honest, I want actually bust a few myths here because I know we uh, poor, poor millennials have a bad rap <laughs> they really do they really they do, do. Yeah. They do. Some very funny videos yeah, I know there. I love yeah. them I love them and to be honest when I work with, with managers of millennials they go what I, I, I just I don't understand them so what I'm going to say to you though is you need to get to understand them you need to get curious you need to understand what your teams are, are what their motivations and what strengths. do they want well, what do they want? Well, what, research As the mother of one. I know. <laughs> There's a lot that they want. But what, one of the things that I love is that they do, and you touched on it there, Morgan, they want a meaning and purpose in their role. Yes. They want to be connected to the, the values and the mission and purpose of a company. So the company needs to work hard to explain what their purpose is and, how, and what they stand and for. And don't we all want that, actually? Well, see, this is it. That's why I'm... Str- this is a myth buster. Because to be honest, when you think about 
um, when you say, okay, millennials want um, permission and purpose in their team and they want clarity and focus and they want regular uh, check-ins and they want feedback. I'm sorry, based on research, we all want it. Mm. I wanted yes. it when I was younger and, and, and I certainly want it now. And what I do with, with, uh, with, with managers now is actually help them to understand the, the, the full potential of their teams, but also help them to see, okay, they, all they need is to really coach in a better way, really be present and be curious about what drives um, each, each of the members because to be honest it's not about millennials it's about a multi-generational workforce we all need to work better together and that's what, what I suppose that's what I'm really passionate about and so when we look at and, uh, like Gallup research what's, what's quite frightening um, and I'm going to throw that out to any managers that are, are out there 70% of team engagement is down to the manager no 70%. pressure 70% uh-huh. mm-hmm. you also this is really interesting I think as well for millennials listening you and our four um, so for, for all of Alex um, Darren, Sam and Elaine but also for everybody else listening um, who's in that bracket is you also are working with their f- future managers as in you've worked with so many and are working with so many managers to help them with their teams and your their goal your goal is to create isn't it like you said at the beginning happier yeah. healthier workplaces and the end result is the bottom line goes up because people are working harder That's let's it. face it it's a win 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 exactly. right across same with you Morgan isn't it you're placing people happily in their future roles and they will stay there longer their careers will be developed and more fulfilled win 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 so just to add on that point uh before covid people were looking for purpose it was clear it was there the number one thing people were looking for was career development so i'm just glad that a cohort of people that are given a bad rap were the ones that spoke up about <laughs> yeah, it because exactly. it's more vocal. quite simply when we entered the workforce we were kind of meek it was kind of in the, mm-hmm. the grain that we were we sat down and we didn't actually ask those questions it's brilliant that they do that Kira Kelly is offering two free group coaching sessions via Eventbrite. One is for millennials, it's called Finding Your Power and Edge. And one is for their managers, it's called Creating Thriving Teams. Check out Eventbrite or futuneers.com for details. Morgan Cummins is also offering something for our listeners. It's a free CV and interview workshop where you can get advice on how to compete in this current marketplace. Check out talenthub.ie for all the details.